Hello and welcome back to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. Excited to share that I'll be chatting with Myron Gilmore on life stories today. So stay tuned. Hey everyone, this is your host, Tyler Brondike. Thanks for tuning in today. Appreciate you spending some time to listen to this message with Myron Gilmore. Myron is a DC native, has spent much of his time and years here. He shares a lot of different stories and experiences that he's had being in the DC area. One of them is being on life support for 60 days in the ICU and in this experience losing a friend. He shares about being in and out of jail and federal prison for over eight years. But he, he's learned a lot of things along the way, and that's what I really like to focus on, is here's some experiences and here's the story, but this is what Myron has done since then and how he's continued to blossom and um, just be a voice and, and have this presence, which you can really feel in this episode. So he shares the hope he has for the youth, and you can you can sense this this earning and this desire for for him to 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 shape and change lives uh, after his experience and and he's taken part in um, the Free Minds Book Club, which is actually how we met, um, which helps young inmates write a new chapter in their life. He also has written over a thousand plus pieces of poetry, journals, and other forms of writing, and he shares a powerful testimony. Um, in poem form. We talk a bit more about incarceration in general and the issue, the issues um, that lie in this, in this system, Um, but then also how we can make a change. I think oftentimes we, we look at this challenge and we know it's, we know it's bad, but we, we fail to, to, to do anything to actually make a dent in it. And we share some very small but practical ways of how it's actually helpful um, for for people like us, people who haven't experienced this before, to be part of the equation, part of the situation that can change and and really alter the the, the trajectory and path of of so many young young folks and just the system at large. Excited to share this message today. It's one of my favorite episodes to date. Um, partially just because I was live with Myron and just about how passionate he was. And after getting to know him for some time, uh, it's going to be awesome. So let's tune it on over. Without further ado, Myron, thanks so much for joining today and just spending some time with me. No problem. No problem. Um, so just to kick, kick things off, I'd like to open up in prayer so I can open it, open us up, um, just to get started for the conversation. Heavenly Father, thanks for bringing Myron and I together today uh, to get a bit more in your word and in what you've been doing in, in both of our lives um, and for the, the lives of our listeners here too. We, we just hope that even through a small story, a small experience, and maybe just a lesson learned um, or even just showing how, how good you are, that we can we can share some light to, to others around um, and, and be, a, be a tool for empowerment. Um, knowing that, knowing that you are all powerful, and, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens strengthens us. So with this, I, I look forward to a good conversation. In Jesus' name, I pray. 
Amen. 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 Um, Myron, so just to, to get things kicked off, I, I just, um, you know, I've, I've chatted with you on multiple occasions and I've had the opportunity to, to hear your, to hear your testimony poem. Um, so first let's, I just kind of want to hear what that sounds like. Um, I just want to hear it again so that we can share it for the audience. Okay. No problem. This is a poem. It's my testimony. So it's untitled. It's just testimony, testimony. but I'm going to share it. Here we go. Here's my testimony that I want to share with you regarding my past life and things that I've been through. I almost lost my life more than twice due to bad decision making and not living right. The most recent a car accident that I lived through, but I spent 60 days on life support in ICU. The driver of the truck in which I was in, his mother lost a son and I lost a friend. I faced temptation as well as incarceration, but the Lord has brought me through every situation. He's my strength and my protector. As a matter of fact, there's no one walking this earth who can compare to that. I confessed my sins and then I made amends. So my heart he cleansed, now he reigns within me. Yes indeed, and I do believe he may not give me my wants, but he'll supply my needs. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Preach, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's worthy of a handshake. Um, that's that's awesome. I, I've had the opportunity to hear this several times, but it it, it sounds so fresh and so passionate every mm-hmm. single time, mm-hmm. and uh, I I just love the 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 emotion you bring into it. So there's so many things I want to kind of tackle about this, but mm-hmm. um, I think so first is a bit more into to poetry too. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something that you've been incredibly passionate about. Um, so I actually want to start there. How poetry has been so important for your life and has allowed you to express yourself. You know, it's interesting because I, if it wasn't for me going to jail, I would have never knew that I could write and formulate words in a manner which I can convey my message in a form in which is rhyming, so it have you intrigued. But that's how I all started. it all started. Like, you know, I was in the cell with a guy, and he would always write. And then I wanted to talk. I'm like... Let's talk, man. We in a cell. He yeah. say, no. Uh, he said, right, give me 30 minutes. And then he'll stop. He'll start writing something. And then he'll share his rap, his gangster rap with me. And I'll yeah. be like, yeah, that was nice. And then we'll talk. And then he'll say, oh, well, let's um, give me 30 more minutes and we'll talk again. And I said, man, let me some, give me some paper. <laughs> yeah. Man, give me some paper. Because I'm sending it. Mine just wandering. You know, first time in jail. I'm in a cell. Like, what is this? Like, you know, how did this happen? So then he gave me paper and I started writing and I just stuck with it from there and it's been, it's been, you know, therapeutic, you know what I mean, for me to be able to put stories together as well as real life things that happen. I don't just make up fiction. I, I write about everything that, mm-hmm. you know, happens in the world, different issues and it's like my vent, basically, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's my vent in order to tell people how I feel to share my truth whether they accept it as their truth it's my truth so you know I, 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 I it's a passion of mine and I know that it's a gift you know what I mean mm-hmm. you know everybody has a gift some people it's a shame that some people live and then die never even knowing what they were put here for they just go to work come home pay the bills take care of the kids do this and do that but something's missing they're yearning for something you know what I mean yeah. And because if you have, if you're into something that you like, and you're passionate about, you won't consider it as a job. Yeah. You know, it's like I like to do this, so it's not a dread for some people. Oh, I hate going to work this morning. 
because they don't really like it. They're not fulfilled, you know what I mean? But yeah. when you can do what you passionate about and also make currency off of it, what else is there to ask for? That, that, that brings fulfillment, you know what I mean? You can have money and material possessions, but it doesn't bring fulfillment, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Something that, a verse that just came to mind was <clears throat> Romans 8 to 8, you know. So, um, some summary, I don't have it memorized, but um, all things work for our good um, for those who love, love Lord, God. And I call it according to his purpose. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. So I just think that is, yeah. that is perfect. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think that draws a lot of inspiration for, for many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and something else, right? So actually, I want to chat a bit more about your experience uh, when you were in jail, too. Um, and so c- can you walk me through, actually, um, the, that, that first instance when you actually, what you were charged for and how you ended up getting into, into, into jail and into prison? Okay, um... To be honest with you, I've been incarcerated so many times. Yeah. So, do you mean the incident that led me to prison, or you mean the first time I ever went to jail? Because that's what I kind of just explained. Yeah. How the writing thing started. Well, you mean the incident that allowed me to go to prison? So, um, yeah, whichever one you you feel like would be uh, that okay. that, that well, was a big turning point for you. Okay, no problem. Uh, Okay, the incident that allowed me to go to prison for the first time, yeah. not just jail, because it's a big difference. Some Absolutely. people don't know it's a difference. I was going through things with my wife, you know, and she she had two houses, so I kind of like fled to the other house because we were going through, you know, emotional and relationship things. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I'm going out tonight. She said, well, I want you to come with me to go. I said, no, I'm going out and do my own thing. And I hung up on her, and I, and I got on the bus, and I went out. I was doing security at the clubs in D.C. at Policy, Tabak, and Red Lounge all on uh, U Street. Yeah. I did security there, you know, and checking IDs and allowing the waitresses to get through. And mm-hmm. and I didn't work that night. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go out and party. I went and got me, like, uh, what, two pints of Hennessy, mm-hmm. had them in my pocket, you know, and... I'm riding a train and I'm going there and I go to different clubs and I'm in there dancing, having fun and you know, I'm like, okay, you know, what am I gonna do? It's getting late. So then I leave and I go to Anacostia Subway to catch the bus back to the other house, not the house where my wife is at. Mm. And when I get to the subway, I've been drinking heavily, dancing, partying, having a good time and and I asked this girl for a cigarette. <clears throat> I said, excuse me, can I have a cigarette? She said, she said, Actually, no, I'm, I apologize. It was a girl and a guy coming up. Yeah. I asked him. I said, excuse me, bro, can I get a cigarette? And the girl was like, a dollar. Then you can have a cigarette. Yeah. And I was like, I wasn't even talking to you. Excuse me, bro, can I get a cigarette from you? And he was like, I just got one left. So I was like, okay. So I turned my head, looking around to see if anybody else has one. Next thing I know, boop, something hit me in my head, in the side of my ear. And I heard it like a boom. And it was, I was unfamiliar. I was like, and I, I, after seeing stars, I look, and the girl had her hands like, yeah, what, what's up? What the fuck you gonna do? What you, pardon my French. And I was like, I was shocked. I was, you know, like, and then next thing you know, the guy came like around the side of me, like he was gonna hit me. So I pushed him and then she came and rushed me. So then I, we got to fighting, me and her. And then he came, and they, so we both, all three of us were just fighting and, 
I kind of like being off the alcohol, you know, fueled by grandpa's cough medicine. I kind of like lost it. And and after I grabbed him and slammed him and I hit him, and he got up and ran. And then the girl, she ran at me again and started scratching me. So I kind of like tackled her on the ground. Ooh, and um, next thing I know, the police was coming and I had her on the ground like, you know, like kind of like jacking her up. Like, you know, what's your problem? You know, I'm I'm yelling all type of obscenities because I'm angry. I'm fueled off the, the liquor and her phone's going off too, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then no, yeah, the police, it was three of them. They came out of nowhere with guns drawn. Yeah. Get off, get off, get off her. And I didn't even hear him. I just was like, still just like hit, you know, and next thing you know, I was in jail and I went before the judge and that's what led to the whole incident. Me first going to prison. She gave me 24 months, all suspended, but 10. So I had to serve 10 months. Maybe I served six in DC jail. And then I went to the, fed, the feds for the other four. Yeah. Then I came home with, uh, 15 months on parole. So that's how that occurred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, that's very, you, you can still recall that experience so vividly, too, right? Exactly. And it's, I think it's, it's so interesting how these, these times in our life can just kind of keep ringing back and forth and back and mm-hmm. forth. And it takes a while to kind of make sense of it, right? And I think it sounds like just through reflection and being able to kind of look back and see, I think first of all how how you've been forgiven if you if you if you ask for forgiveness exactly you know right you're right and I think and I mean I I just you know I after seeing kind of what everything that has been going on in your life now it just you've been you've made you just kind of completely put put trust in the Lord and just have gone full force and making the world a better place mm-hmm. so I I, I, you know, I, I want to just kind of share that story just to kind of, because I think it's so important to provide context in the whole person, right? Precisely. But yeah. then also so that you can you can hear and see um, the differences that have been made in, in somebody too. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, I want to hear about like just how you, um, wh- when kind of your faith in the Lord came into this picture, mm-hmm. um, obviously, as you mentioned, kind of going back and forth between um, you know, in, you were in several times, um, mm-hmm. and it's that's not uncommon for for many you know for many folks that have gone in once they're likely to come back again. Recidivism mm-hmm. um, is real, very real. Yeah, it's real. I mean, you you know it. You know it. I know it all too well. You know because you know coming home or when you go in and then you're marked, but then you know. It, it, it just gets really tricky, like, because when you're in, you just want out. And, but then when you're out, that's when the struggle really begins. Because they'll feed you, clothe you, and do all those things, and then you just can't leave. And But when you're out, that's when the tests and the struggles come back. And people were already living their life, were going through what they were going through. Yeah. And when you're in, a part of, everyone who loves you and cares about you, a part of them is in. You know what I mean? Your mom yeah. is in, your, your girlfriend, your wife. Everybody's in because a part of them is in there because they're aching and hurting for you. You know what I mean? But, I mean, see, my mother, she's a preacher's daughter. And everything he taught her, she taught me and my brothers. But Mm. I went astray like the prodigal son. You know, I knew better. But, you know, when you're growing up, you can't tell you nothing. Tell people nothing sometimes. They're smelling themselves. You know, I was smelling myself. Tupac, you know, he played a big role. And, you know, and... 
in creating this persona yeah, and creating this you know this image, and image is yeah. that that i thought was cool you know because rap music is music all the music is therapeutic but it can be detrimental or it can be therapeutic you know whichever mindset you have so and then i always knew right you know i always knew what i should and shouldn't have done but i also kind of knew i would i was the type that would do stuff like i knew i shouldn't do then i would go at night like lord give me what i did and you know then i would feel better but then i would go out and do it again <laughs> the next day so it was just yeah. like you know what it's i mean cycle, man. I, yeah, yeah lord forgive me again for what i did and it was like no conviction you know what I mean? It was just like, okay, I know he'll forgive me, so I can do what I want to do. You know what I mean? But even though I knew that that was wrong, but that's the mindset I had, like, you know. But then he, if he finally sat me down, you know, eventually, you know, that's like this. He has a rope on your neck. He lets you go, but so far, you know. And then when he pulls back, whatever it is he has to do to get your attention, that's what's going to happen. Whether it's remove someone from your life, whether it's put someone in your life, whether it's put you in jail. You know, so I don't really actually look at it as a bad thing because I knew he was all God was always with me. I always knew that, you know, he, someday I would turn out, you know, everything would be all right. Despite all the past mistakes and fears that I made and things that I did wrong, I always knew that one day, you know, his plan for me would be fulfilled. But I kept prolonging it because mm. of my you know, disobedience. <laughs> it's temptation. Right, yeah. right. You know, because it's, it's a struggle out here. You know what I mean? And, you know, so that's basically how, you know, it came about. Like, well, I always knew he was with me. He would provide for me. And I was angry with him so many times. But then I think about it. A lot of stuff I went through was self-inflicted. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It wasn't that someone did something and it caused me to do stuff. It was things that I did. And, you know, you know, you got to, pay the consequences, you know what I mean? So, basically, that's how that occurred. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I, s several things that just that came to mind is this, this difference between belief and conviction, right? I think belief is, it, it's it's strong. You know, if you have a belief, yeah, it's you believe that this is it. But when when temptation comes, as you said, every everyone's going to fall, right? Everyone's going to fall. Way. In some way, right? Mm -hmm. And and I think it takes you have to build up this re, like resiliency, right? Mm -hmm. And I think through suffering, suffering is in part of the process. Like mm -hmm. it's gonna happen. You got it. You're gonna have spiritual suffering, and just suffering on Earth, right? Exactly. And but I, and I think I think when you when you get to a point in certain you know different aspects of life mm -hmm. that when you when it turns from belief into conviction, then it's it's a bit more you, you're you're. <clears throat> You know, obviously the temptation will be there, but you're a lot closer to to the to, you know to the kingdom than than you were before in belief. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cause like <clears throat> suffering, it's just like the making of gold. See, gold you have to put it in the fire, yeah. and then as it's in the fire, the impurities come off of it, and then once all the impurities come off of then you have gold so it's the, it's like a metaphor for us yeah. as humans some of us listen because we pay attention to what was told and we you know listen to what our parents say or yeah. we do right and some of us you know we do our own thing and then we get put in the fire and then you know it all the negative thoughts mindsets and everything come off so that's kind of like how it is but in order to keep them off you have to be grounded 
in the word. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's like you have to feed your spirit like you feed your body. Mm. I don't do it as much as I should, you know, but I still do it. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah I think like, you know, we're, we're trying to re- represent Jesus, right? Or right. Re- represent. <laughs> represent. So like put, putting, showing in on earth and where we are right now, the best image of, of Jesus, right? Like mm. that's like, that's what we should strive for. And as you said, like the gold, like, I love that. That is awesome. I'm gonna start using that. You know, when, when you want to when you want to make gold, you have to put it through fire so that right. all the impurities come exactly. Off. That's the- and it's like and like we're we're human, right? And like we're in like our natural in our natural state, like we're gonna have like we're all sinners, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but as you as we continue to kind of strive and work through these different these different kinks and these different mm-hmm. imbalances and 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 start to really tack away at these sins mm-hmm. they start to it starts to kind of fall off right and we just become kind of more pure in his likeness mm-hmm. i think it goes back to what you said uh, pertaining to belief like i can believe one thing and still have the mindset okay well this is right or this is wrong but then at the same token without the conviction you know what i mean which comes from the word you know what i mean because yeah. it it is supposed to guide you into truth. He said, I guide you into all truth. You know what I mean? But like I say, our natural inclination is to be wicked people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's natural. It's natural for us. It's not something we have to practice or, 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 you know, you know, it just comes naturally because we were all born in the sin, but it's just how you, perceive it and how you choose to you know live your life but it's just but in order to do right you have to strive you know what i mean because like i say you know it's a spiritual warfare out here and you know it's either you want one or you either it's either you hot or you cold it's no lukewarm you know what i mean yeah it's either you on god's side or you're on the enemy side it's no you know what i mean it's either that's why they say choose ye this day who you want to serve and you know when you juggling and juggling especially it's and it's worse for those who know better see if somebody who don't know it's not as bad on them he they're not as viewed as i mean i believe that he, he you're not as you're not viewed as you know liable if you don't know mm-hmm. but when you do know it's even harder on you mm-hmm. because you know it starts better. with you you know what i'm saying as the church as the body it starts with you and when you took it, he has his way somehow to make you conform. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it, it just so happens that it was the street life for me and, you know, doing all these different things of being is what, you know, led me to going to jail. It wasn't because somebody, you know, did certain things. Yeah. Except it was a couple of times where it really wasn't my fault, but. You know, I could have walked away. You know, your woulda, shoulda, coulda. Like the incident occurred with the woman and the guy. You know, I could have handled it differently. You know, but and when you're under the influence of drugs and alcohol, logic and rationale is the last thing you think about. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. We all have our woulda, shoulda, couldas. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't think I don't know nobody on this earth who don't have a woulda, shoulda, coulda. Yeah. But you know, like when you reflect back on it, like okay. But everything is a learning experience, you know what I mean? A lesson unlearned will be repeated. And I 
That's what my mother been telling me since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've been repeating and she, she still didn't get it. But she always loved me still, you know. She always yeah. sent me money and she always was there, you know, that support system. Because when you win, you know, when someone, when you feel that love in your heart, you know what I mean? Because you can have all the money in there, you can have the, the commissary, all the stuff in there. But, you know, when you got that love, your loved ones is the ones who give you the strength to make, other than God, the loved yeah. ones give you the strength to proceed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I I want to touch on that too is the the support system, right, and the mm-hmm. the loved ones, and I'm, I'm I'm sure that is something that is, is super important for you and and uh and staying kind of in the right mindset, mm-hmm. right, and and staying focused and uh and, and looking to just to be a better person and, and being a, you know continue to 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 work in your purpose. So, um, when how are you able to, to kind of create a create a support system was it something that you kind of had to go out of your way to do or did it kind of fall were there people that have been in your life and you just had to maybe get get a little bit closer to them well actually it was honestly my mom yeah you know a mother's love you know what i mean it was always her she was always the backbone throughout all the many incarceration periods Mm -hmm. i endured it was always you know, even the girlfriends I had during the time, they would stick in, you know, yeah. some stuck in for the short long, some stuck in for the long run. And, but, you know, it was always my mom, you know what I mean? It was always her. She, you know, she said, she used to say to me, you know, when I was 18, she said, I prayed for you. I gave you back to God. Like, he gave me to you. I gave him back to you. When you was 15 and you started doing your thing, I gave him back to you. And I prayed for you. And the power of prayer is, is you know, Mm. It's it's everything, you know what I mean. It it because even if you're not praying for yourself, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. So even if you're not praying, if someone who's close with him is praying for you, then their 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 prayer can be effective in your life, and you don't even know why. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're not even conscious of why. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. she was the biggest support yeah. system, even to this day. You know, but now she said, you know, you go back in, you know, she'd give me out $50,000 bonds, $80,000 bonds, $100,000 bonds. So, you know, I mean, it was like, you know, she was, she's, you know, the best thing for me. And I know some people who don't have a support system, you know, don't have a mother, father, and, yeah. you know, and it's, it's bad. That, that, that creates anger and bitterness in your heart when you're in there. Because first you're mad, you're in there. Secondly, other people got stuff they need and. They get money orders sitting there and they buying MP3 players and they buying everything they need and you like, you know, so it, it can make, you know, you even more angrier, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you not, if you don't have the support that you need, because I've seen it and there was times I missed out on money and she didn't have it at the time, but I knew if she had it, she would give it. So mm-hmm. that gave me comfort. Some people just don't have nobody, they don't use the phone and they don't, and that's miserable and those mm-hmm. are the angry people that, you know, yeah. don't have nothing to lose, you know what I mean? What do I have to lose, you know? Yeah, I don't have nobody to go out there too, you know. Yeah. So you know, something something that you touched on earlier too is that you, you mentioned you know it's it's actually harder when you're when you're when you're here like out in like the the real in the world because exactly because you have to do everything on your own you have to make your own money you have to you know make your own food and everything mm-hmm. or you know go to go to fast food and get your own thing at least get your own food right mm-hmm. um, no more free rides no more free rides exactly. so like how. So what 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 were the 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 challenging parts then of being in prison? What what were the hardest parts that um, for you at least? Well, the hardest parts for me was 
being away from my children, that was the most hardest part, you know, mm-hmm. them having to grow up and not have me to guide them or explain to them. I'm on the phone giving them advice in jail and, you know, they'll listen, but when you're not there to act physically to be able yeah. to, you know, it kind of, you know, I, I could tell the disappointment in their voice when I would be telling them, when you come home, you know, and then they telling me about what's going on in school. Every time I ask them questions, they telling me about what's going on and it's, and I can't help them. I can only give them advice, but you know, that was the hardest part for me and the time, you know what I mean? Because in jail or prison, time can draw out like a blade. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thoughts, the, the hardest thing to do is control your mind. You know what I mean? Because with the mind, you can't control what comes in your mind. You can control how you respond to it, but you can't control the thoughts that come in. It's like, I used to lay up at night just wanting to go to sleep. I can't go to sleep because my mind was so active. So that was, it, it takes use to get used to people. Someone who's never been there, mm-hmm. and you can look at TV and all these different things and develop a mindset about what it is from what you see yeah. on TV. But if you've never mm-hmm. actually been there, you, you know, no one, put it this way, no one that hasn't been in knows the joy of what it feels like to be free. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's no way you can relate to that. It's no way you can say, I understand, because you've never had your feelings, your, 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 your freedom snatched away from you. And to go through that, and then you walk out the gate, and it's like, you know, you're happy, you're out, but like I say, that's when the test comes, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you don't get breakfast, lunch, and dinner no more, you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't get... Yeah roof over your head you have to have that's why recidivism is so high because if you don't have a support system and you get out here and you don't have you stand in a shelter or you know you doing this and that and you need money and you know people are going to survive one way or the other you know what I mean it's kind of like my like Malcolm X say by any means necessary yeah and if you don't have an education or you don't have you know, people who can look out for you. Because sometimes it's not what you know, it's who you know in life. And if you don't have the right resources and, you know, you don't have no clothes or, you know, you just coming home, you need new clothes. You know, you just yeah. five, six years, you need clothes and you don't have nothing. And you're trying to get applications and the people are not hiring you or, you know, they, I'll call you back. And then you get to a point where you be like, I'm not just going to sit here, go broke and die starving. Yeah. I'm going to do stuff. I'm going to get money in one way, shape, form, or fashion, however. And that's the mindset that a lot of people tend to have when they come home because, mm-hmm. you know, especially without a good support system, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and something on that, too, it, it, you've been involved now with a with an organization here called Free Minds. Definitely. That's where I, you know, I met you. Right, and right. It's, a, it's been a way for, to kind of create a support system. And, exactly. Uh, and um, has been something instrumental for you. And so one thing, how many how many copies of like of poems or like journals do you have at home? I got over a thousand. Yeah, you know since that's I was crazy. 17, that's crazy. You know it was my vent. You know yeah. what I mean? Remember I told you the mind is so powerful that you can't. I used to go to the doctor in jail like, can I get something to get help me go to sleep? And they would say, no, we don't do that. You know what I mean? Because everybody was not a pharmacy man, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I said to myself like, okay. And when my mind, I would just write. You know what I mean? I would just write and write. That was that's what helped me get through 
support and writing. You know what I mean? That's how I accumulated so much material, so much material, so much material. And then I would call, hey, mom, what you think about this poem? And she'd be like, you wrote that? And I'd be, yeah. You know, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Then she had me on speakerphone and my family be in the background listening. And they was like, how you do that? How did you... And my mother was like, you know, if you wasn't feeling one, see, God is so good. If you, if he had to, he had to sit you down so you could see your work. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you'd be like, and you're just like, mom, you don't want to hear that. You know, you're like, but you know, it's truth. The truth don't need no witness. It doesn't need validation. If I speak truth, and you can either accept it, you can reject it, or you can neglect it, but it doesn't mean that it's not truth. You know what I mean? <laughs> like what's in it in the Bible is true. Whether, yeah. whether you want to believe it or not, some people just want to disprove it. You know, yeah. you got to be mindful of them, but you know. And mm-hmm. I used to be yeah. like, you know, man, here she go again. I'd be like, All right, I got to go. I'll call you back. Okay, think on that. But she was so humble about it. You know, my mom, she has this air about her that, you know, it always uplifted me, you know. You want to send me some money? Yeah. You know, and she always did, you know what I mean? But the most important thing, the transition, you know, it's the most important thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So can you can you kind of explain a bit more about the, about free minds and at least oh, what what you've been definitely. doing what you've been doing with that what you what you've been doing with them? Definitely. Can I tell you how my how I became to know free minds? Absolutely. Okay, this is what happened. We was in Southeast Two over at nineteen oh one D Street. That's the D C jail. Okay. And these these ladies came in one day. Cause in that block you have to get your G D. You know, yeah. you have to go to school, you know, plus you get to stay out all day. Some people didn't want their GED. They just wanted to be in that block because you get extra privileges because, you know, you're in a GED block and you got to get your GED. They didn't want the GED. They just wanted the extra free time you got all day out. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't want the GED. <laughs> they just like, I'm going to GED block so I can stay out all day. They didn't, way weren't really concerned. Some people weren't concerned about it. But they came in one day and I was helping the tutor, you know, they had male tutors, you know inmates that tutored the guys and okay. these women came walking in one day and they were smiling you know I didn't know at the time Kelly was one of them and Tara and Keela I didn't know their names they were yeah. like so they said guys can we talk to you for a minute and everybody came to the table and they were like we were in a book club called Free Minds and what we do is this and then once I heard book club I'm like book club <laughs> I just, I just kind of like eased off. Like I ain't getting no book club. How does that sound? What it look like getting a book club? You know what I mean? Because certain things just sound like no. I'm not gonna feel that. I'm not no. So then I just was like no. So then they put the people were asking questions and I was you know standing over there talking to a friend. They said we're gonna put the paper down here. So if you want to sign for the book club, sign up for it. And they put the paper down. And every it was just a, a herd, a fleet. Everybody just ran over there and started signing the paper. Oh, so wow. okay. I was like, dang, everybody else doing it, so let me go. <laughs> let me go do it. You know how they say monkey see monkey do so I was like, dang. <laughs> if it wasn't for everybody else that took interest in it, then I said, okay, I went over and signed it and then they picked people to come out into the uh to meet with them. So the first meeting we had they did did meditations and stuff and I was like, Okay and then he's like, you know, we're writing book club and we do this and we do that with transitions and this and that and I'm listening like, hmm, okay. Sounds good, sounds good. And she said, we got writing prompts and all this and that. And next time we come next week, can you write a writing prompt about this topic? And I was like, hmm, okay. So everybody wrote their little time. And then when it came to my turn, I, wrote, I said a poem and everybody was like, you know. Yeah. Everybody else had some 
stuff too. But you know, when I said mine, it was just like everybody, even the inmates, was like. And then, that's when, you know, I was like, okay. And then I started to think like, hmm, I didn't want to get involved in this at first, but you know, I'm pretty good at this. Like I'm good at this, and I know that, you know, God could have sent them in my life for a reason. You know what I mean? I always look at things from a spiritual perspective instead mm -hmm. of just an earthly perspective. That's what wisdom will, give, will tell you. Because mm -hmm. if you just look at things from a, you know, worldly view or perspective, you'll, you know, you'll have things twisted sometimes. You'll be thinking one thing, but when you have somebody to, and then I would pray like, okay, you know, okay, yeah, this can, this right here, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna help me. You know what I mean? And that's what it, that's what it did. Tara and Kelly and Keela, all the females, women, I love them because yeah. they genuinely care about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's only so much they can do, but they can help guide you. They have the resources, the resources that you need. I haven't seen an organization like Free Minds. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that is able to help you, and whether it's halfway house, whether it's you know vouchers, or they all they are connected into so many different networks that whatever your circumstance or situation is. They can stir you in a direction to help. Not saying they're gonna say, "Oh, you don't know what they come on, you come live with me." I'm not saying it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying, they have the resources and can point you in the right direction, right, to point you to get what you need, so that way you don't to prevent recidivism. It doesn't always work for everybody, but you know, Free Minds, the group is, is just it's just extraordinary. I mean, I really, really, and to be honest with you, they keep a lot of people from going out into the street and doing things. Because I talk to the guys in there, you know, we talk. Yeah. yeah, like, man, I'm ready to go out here, man, and do this and that. And then we try to, it's, that's why we have to build up on Tuesday. So we come in and share our experiences throughout the week. Because when you have someone who's been where you've been, they can identify more with your struggle. Someone who hasn't can say, well, you know, maybe you should do this or maybe you can do that. But they don't understand the hurt, the heartache, the pain, the frustration you know, that you had to endure, but who can understand something better than someone who's been through it? You know what I mean? That's why we, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Can't have a, uh, can't have a, what was it like? Have to have a test to have a testimony. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And then I learned, it, you can have a, 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 a associates, a bachelor's, a master's, a doctorate, or whatever, and you can be viewed as this genius, this whatever, but at the same token, even though you have all those and you can give good advice and, and wisdom and you know even despite you being able to do all that and, and talk this and that people don't care what you know until they know that you care you feel me you can tell me oh I, but if i don't really feel that you genuinely care about me what you're saying is like yeah you're right. I feel you, man. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> you just, and what you're saying could be truth, but it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. You know what I mean? So, that's just the dynamics of reaching people, you know what okay. I mean? On certain okay. levels. Okay. And yeah, just for everybody that's listening here, the, a bit more about um, the free minds is it's, um, I guess their tagline is is uh, to write a new chapter in young, in, young inmates' lives. Exactly. So, they have a, a variety of different programs. Um, Actually, one of the ones that I went to was a was a holiday write write night um, where I went to a, to a local um, meet up with a with a few the, few of the guys, my, you know, Myron included, and we we wrote holiday cards for for current inmates, mm -hmm. um, just as a way to to reach them and and just share some inspiration and some love um, over the holidays and for the new year. So mm -hmm. 
Um, that's just one of many, many things that they do. Um, but I, I want to touch a bit more on your, uh, back to the testimony and, and, the, and the, from the beginning, mm-hmm. but you mentioned something that, um, you were in ICU for 60 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately you lost a, a, a good friend. Exactly. Um, can you, uh, walk me up just a, a bit through that experience? Um, mm-hmm. and, and then also just kind of just share, um, those 60 days, like there must've been so much uncertainty of like what was going to happen to you, right? Like mm, most definitely what, what, how were you able to, or, you know, what was the point of, of continuing and, 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 and being hopeful? Like why, why, why should you be hopeful if, if something like this is so, it's almost like, you know, I, I feel like sometimes we, we just, we just get into this place where we're, where we're, we're so knocked down and it's just, it's actually, you feel like it's easier to give up than to keep fighting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to know how, kind of how, why you had hope and, and, and why, what you continue to, to kind of do forward. You know, it's interesting. You see, we get into this place, right? I, I, I kind of like think that that's like, you see the movie get out. Like when he was falling, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you didn't see it. Like, seen it. I gotta well, see he was, it's like, we'd be like, it's like, like it's similar to that. You know what I mean? But to what you were saying, though, um, regarding um, uh, what you said, it's two different things you touched on. I was trying to. It's it's easier to. I feel like sometimes it's easier to to give to give up than it is to keep going. And, yeah. And it's like, why why did you have or how did you have hope? And like, well, what was the hope for though? Like, mm-hmm. what was what could come and what has. How, what has, and then from there that experience kind of what you've been doing recently and kind of how you've kind of been starting to, to answer to your calling and mission and purpose okay okay um see um like in the midst of me doing a lot of things that car accident came yeah. in 05 05 and we me my friend and another guy we were going out to the club. We were drinking. And, well, they were drinking and smoking. I was just drinking because I was on papers. Mm-hmm. And my friend, he was, he liked to drive fast. You know, like he thought he was Dale Earnhardt or somebody. Yeah. And he, you know, he always liked to drive fast and do donuts and and all that. And, you know, we under the influence of drugs and alcohol. So I was like, okay. And he was doing donuts. And then I said to the guy, I said, I said, um, Daryl, um, I don't want to get back in the truck with him. I, I just don't feel right. And he was like, me neither, man. He, he just be, you know, he crazy behind the wheel. Yeah. So next thing I know, um, he was doing donuts. I said, man, we can walk. Because I was in Maryland, in the head, head Highway, way out in Indian Head, Maryland. We were on back roads and all that out of the city. And mm-hmm. I looked down that road. I said, it's about a 20-minute walk, but it's a dark road. I said, we can walk or we can get back in the car. And my friend was like, man, we'll be all right. Let's get back in the car. We'll be all right. Yeah. Next thing I know, I woke up like 60 some days, 50 some days later with a broken jaw, contusions to my lungs, my brain was swollen and bleeding, and I had a rod in my left arm. By the time my friend's funeral and all that came and wake and all that came, I didn't even know. I was still in a coma, you know what I mean? So his burial and everything came and I was still in a coma. And, you know, <clears throat> you know, and I had to get a tracheotomy right here. Yeah. So you know, when you get one of those, you're near death. So I was on my deathbed, but you know, God brought me through it. And since then, you know, I learned to like, you know, 
I'm here for a reason. That's what made me. I already knew I was here for a reason, but that's what. It's a conviction point, right? Yeah, it's like, you know, you know, he, you know, I could not be here. You know what I mean? My friend, he's not here. I think about him sometimes, but, you know, it's like, you know, he spared me for a reason. And when he, when he spares you, you have to acknowledge it because it's a scripture in the Bible that says God will put your light out. I can't, it's in Proverbs somewhere if I'm not mistaken, but he'll put, he says he'll put your light out. If you, he said he'll turn you over to a reprobate mind, you know, and what that means is like, you know, it'll get to the point where, you know, his help and his blessings through people and by people, he'll just remove all of them and then you'll, you'll just take your mind and just run with whatever you think and you have no, no type of conscious or anything about whatever you do and then after a while he'll just put you out okay he's saved he still won't do right mm -hmm. you know he wants to still do his thing he know better he's not bringing people into the kingdom he's not doing what he's supposed to do yeah. so you know yeah. Yeah, he can say you know what bring him on you know what I mean and that could have happened to me so you know but I'm thankful that it didn't happen you know what I mean so the the fact that you're alive today Show, yeah. shows that that there's a purpose for you exactly exactly wow so you know wow and i'm trying to fulfill that purpose with no resistance you know what i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is how you appreciate, i appreciate man yeah I, you I know what i mean you. no i do i do and I, that's and that's a lot that's challenging for you know mm -hmm. i think yeah I, I sometimes you kind of get pulled in this direction and you're like all right like i think this is what i should be doing Mm -hmm. But then you're like, nah, like th this is what I'm used to. Let me let me go back right. to doing th this and kind of resist this new, this new thing or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, there was something else you asked. I was going to touch base on just um, kind of, um, you know. So since this is this is obviously a past, this, this is these are past experiences, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think just to kind of move to kind of wrap, wrap us up to, to wrap us up today for the episode, mm -hmm. I just want to hear where you have where your mind is right now. You said it's all about the mind, mm -hmm. and, and where your what what vision you kind of have for the for yourself. Yeah, see, <clears throat> see, it's like this: God said, "Get knowledge and wisdom, but above all, get understanding, because it's more precious than silver and gold and everything." And I look to myself like, you know. I want to assist and help the younger generation to not make the mistakes or not have the mindset that I had, which is not an easy task. I make him reach 30. I make him reach one or two or three out of 30. But as long as someone you reach someone, yeah. they'll tell someone else. And it's going on and down the line. So I kind of like use my poetry to share truth, experiences and life. I want to share with the world. You know what I mean? I believe I have a message for the world. You know what I mean? Whether from my perspective, you know what I mean? And I want to I want to be able to, you know, motivate, you know, younger people to not have the mindset that learning ain't cool and, you know, I want to help uplift the youth to the mm -hmm. point in which like I said, they know I they they know and I can show them my record like, you know, here. This is what I but this is who I came, this is what I was, but this is who I am now. You know what I mean? You don't have to And this stay is who I was destined to be. Right? Precisely, you know, and then, you know, then, like I say, a person will relate to you more when they know that you 
traveled down the road that they traveled. So those who've traveled down, you know, the road that I've traveled, you know, they are capable of helping the youth not follow in that path that we were following because we've been there and we've mm. done that. So I want to utilize my writing, my, my speaking, my everything to help the youth, you know, not make the same mistakes. You know, each one teach one. You know, you got to give back. You know what I mean? That's what we're mm-hmm. required to do. It's my duty, you know, not just because I want to have a, I ha- I have a good heart. It's my duty to God to teach and reach people. You know what I mean? What she said, go out and witness. So even if I'm not telling them about the world, I'm supposed to be telling them about him. Yeah. But I want to be able to tell more about him and all my struggle and what I've been through and with hope and, and I want to be a support system. I want to get, give me some cards and I want to be, when I mm-hmm. do speaking, I want to be able to give him, here's my card, call me. Because I have three sons, you know, a 19-year-old, 17-year-old. So I understand, you know what I mean? Because my sons are going through it now. So it's not just, you know, I don't have no children. It's not like I'm looking at people, kids like, oh, okay. No, because I have three sons that are going through the same thing you're going through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just want to be able to uplift and, you know, tell, you know, the youth that, you know, knowledge, getting knowledge is, is universal. Never in, in, in life, you should do two things. You should live and learn until you die. You should never stop learning. You know what I mean? So I just want to help guide the youth and I want to be able to share my voice with the world like my Angelo, like. Langston Hughes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I want to, because I, you know, and it's, it's all glory to God because I know that without him, I wouldn't be able to even converse or speak in the manner how I do or write in the manner how I do. Yeah. It's not me. People are like, man, you, I'd be like, you know, it, it's, it's God, you know what I mean? Because I can't take credit for all that he's done for me. And I know that, you know, he, he it's required of me to give back and, you know, I want to just help the youth to overcome the obstacles of recidivism, jail, and prison, and mm-hmm. the rap music is so detrimental, and I want to have a positive message, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, if you're already going through, and then you're hearing this and this and that in your head, and it fuels you. Rap music will fuel you. I think it's one of the biggest downfalls, to be honest with you. That's just my opinion, you know, but I want to be able to share truth you know that can uplift and 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 enlighten and form people of you know this it may look cool what's on the videos and it may look cool the cars and all this and the clothes and all it may look cool to women but you know it's just a facade it's a mirage you know what i mean (laughs) it's a mirage so basically i want to help the youth overcome i want to i have so much material i want to just put it out to the world you know what i mean and I know the right people are going to, uh, they've already came and they're still coming. You know what I mean? So divine intervention is happening, but I'm smart enough to know when it's happening. You know what I mean? Through Free Minds, through you, through through uh, Chelsea, and through all these cards and people I've met from being in Free Minds. Because I've been writing since I was 17, now I'm 38. Mm-hmm. And I just accumulate material, accumulate material, but I didn't really do nothing with it. You know what I mean? But everybody has their season. And you know what I mean? And I believe this is my season. You know, by faith, I believe this is my season. And God is going to open doors. He's putting the right people in my path to 
assist me to get where I want and to get, I mean, to get where he wants me to be at. You know what yeah. I mean? Because if it was up to me, I would have been writing. I would have been there something along time, but I didn't have the resources for it. But I didn't stop it. I just kept yeah. doing it. You know what I mean? And my mother always said that it's not going to happen when you want. It's going to happen in his timing. You know what I mean? Because mm. I want, I got all these poems. I want to do something with them. And then for a year, I stopped writing. I was like, I'm not going to, but you know, that's due to life experiences. But, but I know and I believe by faith that everything that he has ordained for me will come to fruition. You know what I mean? As long as I stay on board. You know what I mean? So I want to just help the youth to overcome and to not keep thinking that. You know, it's not cool to be smart. You know what I mean? I used to think that when I was in high school. Of course. Of <laughs> Make course. fun of the, the geeks and the nerds and this and all that, or the guys who weren't popular or in the in crowd. You know what I mean? It's just, I guess it's a school thing. It's happens throughout schools all over the world. Right. It's not just a, 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 that demographic, a certain area, this happens. That's the truth. Right. It just, <laughs> just happens all over. Yeah. Like I was speaking with uh, some people in Free Minds. It was, it was probably like, Actually, it was all, I forgot where the school was at, but it was all, it was all white kids. They were all yeah. in school and we did a, Tara was there and we did, I had to speak to them and share their experiences with them about what I've been through mm-hmm. and all that. And they was asking me questions and they, you know, they were enlightened, like, hey, you know, was it like on TV? You know, and you're sharing with them. As I'm sharing what it's like, I'm also, you know, telling them what it's not like, you know what I mean? And how to prevent that, you know, from occurring, you know what I mean? But. But basically, that's what I want to do. I want to I want to share my voice to the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also, I want to, you know, in the midst of doing that, when you find something you're good at doing, don't you want to be, like, compensated for it? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but it's all coming together. So, you know. Fruits, cool. of, your, fruits of your labor. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. The fruits all, of your all labor. good men you know? should get paid for what they do. Exactly. Yeah. I, I want to get paid for not what I do. But for what I know, yeah, you know what I mean? Because those who have a job, those who know how to do something, will always have a job. But those who know why it needs to be done will always be their boss. Sure. I like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You know what I, know, I, mean? I, I, I know what you mean. I know you what know what mean. I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, the, it's the reason why um, that's, that surpasses the, the what, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... The, the other thing I wanted to, to touch on, um, what do you think, like, in terms of kind of creating awareness, right, for, like, the what actually happens and, like, what goes on in prison and and how can, from your experience, what how can people who have not maybe experienced or haven't even come close to experiencing something like this... Um, be be advocates or, or be be somebody who can who can lead change in 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 their community yeah it's interesting you asked that because the last time we conversed amongst each other was at the play when we were acting yep and we were acting out our roles and things that we endured or things that we lived through i seen how you know it made people aware of you know on a personal level Cause you're seeing it personal it made them aware of instead of just looking at the news or having a perception about mm-hmm. they're this way or these people are that way or this and that you can see firsthand so free minds allows us to act out our skits like we did that day and some people didn't take it serious and some people did take it serious but 
it, it enables you to, you know, show firsthand what's going on. And the thing about it is, it's like um, when, you know, when, when you can, people that can assist that never been there, they can... Uh, Actually, getting with an organization is the best way. Right. You know what I mean? Because everybody's not criminals. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody, you know, does something wrong. But sometimes I know people that have done several things wrong and have never went to jail. I don't understand it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, you know, everybody's not fortunate, you know, to be able to. But people who are not, you know, getting with organizations like Free Minds and reaching out and going to the events. That's why. I love Free Minds so much because they have different events and people come from all walks of life they come. You know what I mean? In support of people coming home because we have support and we see people we don't know reading our poetry and stuff like that. It's support. It's like, okay, people do care. And I don't even know these people. So it shows yeah. that people care that don't even know you. Yep. You understand what I mean? So, you know, if you're just sitting at home and you're not involved in an organization or nothing, you know, you'll watch the news and see what's going on in the world. You develop a mindset, okay, you know. But when you can reach out to, you know, organizations, if you have a heart, that's what Free Minds opens up the doors to, you know, for people to, you know, see us more than felons or ex-criminals or yeah. this and that by what's based on paper. Because a lot of smart, intelligent people are in prison or in jail, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's the best way they can, you know, get involved and, you know, assist in any way they can, like they have donations, boxes, people, you know, yeah. Doc Jackson. So, so. It, it, essentially, I think it, I think that the, at least the challenge I see is, I think like, it, it, for me in particular, is mm -hmm. I, I felt like a while ago, and it's just has changed recently, but like, like, I don't, I don't, like me going to an event, like, how is that going to matter? Like, how does that matter? Like, do I really make a difference that way? But like you do, because as you said, like right. if you're reading some, if you're like, if you're taking part in reading someone else's poem like that, it, it confirms and affirms the work that they're doing and that it's a good thing and that other mm -hmm. people are caring about it. Exactly. And it's like, it doesn't take much, right? It just takes right. that one person just, just, just right. to look at something like that. And then also, um, you know, it takes courage to write your thoughts down on paper and yeah. share it with people. Some people think it's just so simple. Like, mm. it's not something that everybody was born to do or wants to do. You know what I mean? Some people are just more, but it takes courage to do that. And then, like, when a guy in there writing about his life experiences or writing about what he's been through, and then people who he don't even know, never seen, never talked to, read it. And then they write comments. This was good. It's it's uplifting. Like okay, wow. Like it gives you a reason to go on. You know, to want to do something positive because it shows you people care, even if people in your family don't care. You get the feedback. Like you get a paperback. Like Tyler wrote. Keep going. Keep up the good work. And this lady Susan wrote. Oh, this is I like the way you put this together. So it's like wow. It shows other avenues of things that you can do instead of you know just doing whatever the thing you think you need to do. So you know. That's really the best way, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, because you'd be like, what am I going to go to an organization? What am I going to go to that for? I don't, I don't want to go there and see them people. Yeah. But, what, you know, what, what, you know, but it depends on, you know, the type of mindset that you got. But you can, there's many ways that people can assist and help. And I haven't seen nothing better than, you know, how it's set up through Free Minds, different ways and avenues yeah. to help people, you know, Overcome. Basically, that's what it's all about. Trying to overcome. You know what I mean? Because it's a struggle out here. You know.
Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, the final question I had, I just wanted to know if there's anything else you wanted to share um, before we hop off today. That anything that wasn't maybe mentioned or something you want to really hone in on. Um. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna let people know and you know that soon I'll have a lot of my stuff copywritten and I'm gonna have my YouTube and I'm gonna do like maybe a poem or two or three a session you know what I mean so people can see the depth of you know what I'm, but I have to get them copywritten first so I just want people to know that I'm coming you know I'm coming out and I'm going to do what I believe my purpose is here to do and bring enlightenment and you know do my do my situation and even if I haven't been through it, you know, to be like a mentor to help people, you know what I mean, and be there for those who are there for me, and just you know try to do what's right, you know what I mean. Of course. My mother, used to, my father used to say, "It's just as easy to do right as it is to do wrong." I used to beg to differ, like, no, it's not. Whatever, <laughs> I mean, but you know, but um, I, I, that's about really it, you know. I just want you know. You know, I have to get, you know, a lot of things copywritten and there's a lot of things I have to do. You know what I mean? So stay tuned. <laughs> exactly. Stay That's tuned. The message you have. Right, cool. <laughs> That's, stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's the message right All there. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and, and to wrap us out, I would actually love for you to close this out in prayer if you feel comfortable doing that. No problem. No problem. Cool. You ready? Yeah. Heavenly Father, I come humbly and boldly before your throne of grace, first and foremost thanking you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, thanking you for never leaving us or forsaking us, thanking you for giving us your son who died on the cross for our sins that we may have as the, as the, as the propitiation for the way the world was working. Thank you for your, just all that you have done. Thank you for uniting me and Tyler right here to converse and to you know, network and to explain certain situations and circumstances because we know it's divine, Lord God. And we just thank you for all that you've done, that you're doing and you will do in our life. And we pray that and ask that you watch over our family, our mothers, our fathers, our sons, our daughters, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews. Watch over our family and touch our hearts, oh God, to allow us to try to live the way in which you want us to live and help us to feed our spirits so we can stay on the path in which you chose for us and which we know we should do. So I give you all praise and honor, Lord. Thank you for us being here together and all those watching. Bless them and their families as well, Lord God. So all these things I would like to ask in Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen.